I used to live in the projects four years ago. Ah, the butcher coming, nigga. Hey, yo, Harry, you crazy for this shit. The music got the Harry Fry. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Told you. They don't make niggas like the butcher yeah. no more, man. Uh, the interviews talking plug talk. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. the one true king of the South, a.k.a. Vaccine Abdul-Jabbar, a.k.a. a.k.a. Stimmy Hendrix, a.k.a. a.k.a. Stimmy Turner, um, a.k.a. him over there. <laughs> And on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful and gracious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. the helmet of salvation, a.k.a. if my man cheats, that's on me, okay? A.k.a. my son is my Kang, (laughs) a.k.a. that little baby who just wants to be picked. I just want I just want you to know. I want you to know how much I don't like you right now. Listen. I don't like you. <laughs> I'm fed up with your shit. And I really want the best the for you. Helmet of salvation. <laughs> Is that what she called it? The helmet of salvation, y'all. I'm going to bed. Anyway, Calvin, how's your week been? Um, this week has been Groundhog's Day ish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you you know the movie Groundhog Day. You just repeating the same shit over and over and over and over again. That's kind of where I'm at. I understand. Um, you know, doing doing my due diligence on a couple things, making sure that a couple plays are made, doing my best. But you know, that sort of thing can get. It can get, you know, repetitive. It can be a lot. That's the word. You know, and so, you know, you you do your best to try to uh, manage the the, 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 the repeating aspect of it. And you do and you do what you can. So I think for me. That's how I would describe it. I think. um, Sometimes people assume they have a level of access to you, but they don't. And when they find out or when they realize that, like, the level of access that you thought you had to me is not valid, your, 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 your card has been declined, uh, you have insufficient funds and your balance of fucking with me, right. people <clears throat> obviously feel some type of way. And I think sometimes I want to be like, look, bro, it's not about you right now. Like, it's not about you. It's about me and how I'm choosing to handle certain things that are going on in my life. And I need you to understand that, you know, it ain't about you right now. Right. And I think sometimes people, you say, you say this often, like you take offense to how I choose to kind of move and with shit that's personal to me. And I, and, and you, and there's a, there's a fine line between Using your network and leaning on people when you're when you're when you're going through something, and had everybody in your business. And if I have to choose, 
I'm going to choose privacy over everything. And I think some people don't necessarily agree with that. And I think some people don't understand right. that. I'll be honest with you. Um, this is one of those moments where you just have to teach people how to treat you. And I don't have to explain the, to you the personal decisions I choose to make in my life unless they affect you. And we can't be selfish to assume that we go through this life unaffected by the people around us or that we don't have some type of effect on the people, you know what I'm saying? You're around. Like, you are obligated to someone. And tapping them in in a way that still preserves your privacy but also lets them know how to handle you is fair. And as somebody who's kind of misstepped in that, I understand that on the back end, it comes across rude. Or it comes across like you have a chip or, you know what I'm saying, or you're pissed about something. It comes across passive aggressive. And in actuality, it's just like I'm battling certain things. And because I know that this little civil war thing I got going on with myself is a lot to handle, I don't want to be the bad energy in the room because I know it's me right now. So you're holding yourself accountable and you're growing and, and all those wonderful things that, that we beg certain people to do, <laughs> um, you're going through. And sometimes it doesn't hurt to just tell the people around you, like, guys, I'm fine. I just need a minute. And they'll proceed how they're supposed to, hopefully. Hopefully. I think that I had the conversation with a really good friend of mine. And um, I said that, and, and this was back in like, November, December. And I said, I was just like, I think because I knew the journey I was getting ready to embark on. Like I knew mentally what, what I, what I, I tell people all the time, my new year started in October. Like I decided I was going to change my life and make some things shake and stop living. So me. And if you know, you know, right. And I said, what's crazy is that on the other side of this, whatever this journey is, I know that I'm scared to do it because I know that you're going to lose in a way. And it might be people. It might be opportunity. It might be things that you used to enjoy. And parts of me are going to miss the fuck out of that. And parts of me hold on to those things so much because it's just like, I don't know what's ahead of me. I know it's behind me. I know it was cool. It's not like I have a terrible life. I just don't have the life that I know I'm deserving of. I have a great life. Things for me right now are moving and shaking. But do I want to move and shake like this forever? No, I don't. Often, I think often we talk about sustainability. And understanding that certain things and certain movements aren't sustainable long term right. just like we're just not and it takes time to figure out what which what stuff is and what stuff isn't um and you almost have to, you almost find that out like the hard way you know you find out that you've been doing some unsustainable shit once you can't sustain it no more you yeah know I mean? like and what the magic the magic trick works until it doesn't you feel me so so it's almost like this it's better to have set yourself down before the universe has to do it because it's typically in the most inconvenient way possible. 
It's typically like I always, when my body tells me I'm tired, I'm taking my ass to bed because I know I don't ever want to go from tired to exhausted. I know what an exhausted me looks like. It's not, it's, that's not sustainable. So in the middle, like I say all the time, the people around you are not the casualties in your civil war. They're there to support you, you know, help you with the chinks in your armor and, and get you back out there. We can't, and being responsible and respectful to them is sometimes giving that relationship some space, but also communicating why so it doesn't come across personal. Because if it's not personal, don't let it be. But on the flip side of that, why are we, if this is somebody that you rock with, y'all should learn to ask more questions. Like when, feel your feels. I, and like, I, like I say all the time, I'm a high head, but I ask a lot of, I ask a lot more questions. Because I want to understand, I want to make sure that every reason why I'm getting ready to slap the shit out of you is valid. Cause, you know what I mean? But like, I ask a lot of questions. What, why does this, why? Why do I feel this way? Why did I have this expectation for this to be what this is? And maybe I expected too much. And sometimes I stop being mad at people when I understand why they make the decisions that they make. It's hard to be mad at somebody when you understand them. For me. So once you went and I stopped taking people, people take me very personal, very, very personal. And sometimes I'm like, it, it's amazing because you know when it's happened with me, but it's also like smothering. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm fine. Everything is fine. Everything is cool. I just need a minute. I need to, sometimes the only voice in my head I need is mine. And a lot of outside shit muddles the message that is meant directly for me. Sometimes you got to tell people to be quiet. And the best way to keep people out your business is if they don't know it in the first place. There, there's, a, there's a phrase that, uh, that's a little racist, but like most phrases. <laughs> most phrases is a little racist. It's a little, but, it's a little racist. Um, it's, it's called too many chiefs, not enough Indians, too many chefs in the kitchen. And sometimes when people are, especially when people are trying to like show support and love on you, but, but everyone is giving their unsolicited advice on how they would move if this was their situation and how, how you should do things. And you're just like, it's a lot of y'all niggas out here trying to talk to me right now. And I, and I don't have the, Mental capacity to to hear all of you niggas right now. So, the way I manage that, because I know, again, KYP, know your personnel. I know that there are certain people that as soon as I share an issue or a problem with, they're going to try to fix it. They're not even really going to try to listen to how it feels. For me, they're going to be like, all right, nigga, we need to do X, Y, and Z. We need to do A, B, and C. We need to do one, two, and three. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, some, and those people are great when it's their time. But sometimes it's like, no, nigga, like, I either already have the play figured out or I need, I need time to process this shit before I figure out what the play is. You don't allow that. So how I move is I control the, I control the information right. and the access to said information. Like, that way, listen, I'm, I'm so <laughs> private sometimes that, like, if you... If, if, if you find out some shit about me that you wasn't supposed to find out, I could probably pinpoint who told you. 
Yeah. I'm like, mm, you cool to her if, mm, and, and she's cool with him. You know what sucks? Okay. And I know that. Everything? I mean, besides every fucking thing. <laughs> you know what sucks? Is wanting to be more vulnerable with someone. But because it may not even be them you can't trust, it's the people around them you can't trust. So it's just like, uh. And not to say that anybody would ever cross the line or disrespect you, but it's like, if your name ever came up in conversation, would you know for a fact which line not to tell? And with maturity and understanding, you realize who you can play with like that and who you can't. And it doesn't make them bad friends, but like you just said, know your personnel. There are certain people, because of your proximity to other people, I don't feel comfortable telling you telling you this because it puts you in the know of some shit you may not need to know about. And there's and there's certain people where, you know, you love them, God love them. But, again, KYP. There's certain people I tell shit because I want it to get out. And I know you don't know how to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I tell you something that I know was going to reach one of your home, homies that also don't know how to shut the fuck up. You know what? Going to go- it's funny. I always can tell that my name got brought up in something by who calls me. The timing of things. I always watch the timing. It's not that we had a conversation. It's the timing of the conversation. <clears throat> and yeah, there's, uh, I remember, uh, shout out to shout out to the, to the homies. Um, I remember I saw some shit on the TL one time, right? You know, the TL, this is, you know, I think this is quarantine season 1.5. So we're in like the middle of season one of quarantine. <laughs> um, and, you know, you ever have, and, I don't mean to park park any cars in any driveway, so this is not okay, not Calvin. Safe. You finna well, no because I you ever see something where two people kind of randomly just popped out on social media, like out of nowhere, and like you're like, huh, okay, I fuck with it, and and then like. Why are you looking at me like this? Why are you looking at me like this? <laughs> Go ahead, Calvin. You just stressed me out. Because you're just you're 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 afraid. I am like I am like terrified of what the fuck is going to come out of your mouth, bro. Because why, Calvin? Like, do you don't have to choose violence every episode, bro? Here's the, here's the thing though. I'm not choosing violence. We're not anybody. even 15 minutes in. Dog. Go ahead, Calvin. I'm not. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, Go ahead. Go ahead, friend. Go ahead. So so, all right, bet. Cool. Story time. Story time with Diddy. So it's like I see these people. They pop out. I'm like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? They're cute. I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's you know it's a friend and. A nigga on the TL that I know. You feel me? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call Aww. that nigga a friend. Like, we, 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 we. <laughs> I'm not gonna call that nigga a friend because like we never really met in person. I can't call you a friend if we never met in person. You feel me? Like that's just not my friend rules are a little different. You hear me? Mm-hmm. So you know I'm happy for him. And then fast forward a couple months, super public. Breakup <laughs> on TL, <laughs> like super public breakup on the TL. I'm over here like, oh my! I'm over here like, oh my god! Oh, like, oh my, oh my, oh my Jesus, sweet baby Ray, Jesus Christ! And there's like, 
serious allegations being thrown and like buzzwords about, you know, this, that, and the third. And I'm over here minding my own black owned business. And then I get a DM. Oh my God. Dun, dun, dun. Calvin, please. <laughs> so I get a DM. And it's from a party in said public ass breakup. Oh. Now, and it's a party I know the least. So it's the nigga over TL that I follow. And he hits me with the Calvin. I am being good, but I've not mentioned a single name or That's a single identifying thing. What? I'm so uncomfortable, dog. Go ahead. <laughs> so, to, okay, to make a long story short, he asked me why I didn't warn him. And me being like, warn you of what, nigga? Like, what, what, what could I have warned you about? And, you know, people make assumptions that, like, if you see somebody kicking on the timeline a little bit, you know that nigga. And nigga, in this, in, in this case, is gender neutral as hell. Oh. And so, and so then he, he goes to explain the entire background and the entire backstory of, what, of, of all the, the, the highs and lows of their courtship and relationship. And he mentions another friend's name along with mine, as central figures to this calamity that is going on. This calamity of fuck shit. A a, a smorgasbord of fuck shit, if you will. Did he just woman to woman you, bro? Basically, bro. (laughs) The nigga woman to woman me over over a woman that I didn't didn't even get close to. Oh, my God. He woman to woman me over a woman I considered a friend. Woman to woman. <laughs> it, but like, again, I can't, I'm not giving the full, full story because it's, there's some identifiable, identifiable no. factors. No, 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 no. All of that. No. But, but, the, but then when I hit the other friend that he mentioned in the DM to me about the fuck shit that's going on. You know what the friend responded? I was waiting on you to get here. Oh. <laughs> you know what? You want to know what makes so me we talk about, about we, talk, we, we, we talk about timing, and I don't even know. I'll put it like this. I've not told you the full story because I don't want you to knock Shorty the fuck out because she's not worth it. Beloved, no. But in... But and and beloved, if I ever told beloved who Shorty was, it would be an issue. You know what? But Re- yeah, you know what? I kind of fuck with that. Respect me enough not to tell me shit. I don't want to motherfucking me? know. I don't want to yeah, fucking know like because it's one of those things where because baby, I, never mind. I the, like because if I tell if I told you the full extent of it, you'd want to beat Shorty the fuck up. And you would be within every single right to do so. But also, Shorty ain't worth it. You know what? I know Christ now. And I done bought a pair of Amazon leggings. Y'all can't tell me shit. (laughs) Do you have an air fryer yet? You got to have an air fryer. You know I got an air fryer. Watch your mouth. Okay. You feel me? I'm just like, in order for someone to talk to you with respect, you got to have air fryer shit. So, like, 
we talk about timing. And so when I hit, so when I hit this friend up and was like, hey, like, because usually me and this, me and this person, you know, we say, hi, how you doing? We have some niceties and, you know, like, how you been and all that shit. I was like, nah. I was like, hey, I need you to explain some shit for me. And this person was like, oh, about insert situation here? I was like, you got it. And she, and they were like, come on, step into my office. Like, I don't want no paper trail. We're going to have to call this out. So, yeah. And, and I know that story may have been a little bit of a no-pass story, but I can't get into the particular because if you get jammed up. Don't mention my name. The other part about this is that, yeah, nah, I like the fact that my friends have been like, nah. No, you know what? Not even my friends. It's been me. I have been in my own little bubble, in my own little world, doing that kind of shit. I, I, it's not that I don't care, I, but I don't care. I don't care. And it, it's, it's one of those things where, so remember how you told me a while back that I won't, I won't get no stripes for, for beating somebody up? Mm-hmm. It's a similar situation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like on a book principle of it, they deserve an ass whooping. Like, on the straight principle of it, you deserve to get dealt with. However, the effort that it would take me to, 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 to go there mentally and physically to beat your ass is not worth any potential return on the investment I would get. And again, on the principle of it, yeah, like, you deserve, you deserve to get dealt with. But sometimes you gotta let God and karma and the ancestors and whoever <sighs> other deities Let me deal tell with you that something. shit. I know. I already know it's coming. I already know it's coming. Go ahead. Hell no. Nah. Sometimes, <laughs> and I'd say this all the motherfucking time. You got the right to pick and choose every single last battle you want. Every single last battle. Sometimes people don't understand English. These hands, though. And I ain't talking sign language. There's certain times where you can tell where somebody has never... You can tell who's never been really popped in the mouth. Yeah, I agree with you. But you also... You've told me before in situations, again, stuff that we ain't got to go into particulars about, when when I wanted to head head somewhere and find somebody that that needed to be dealt with you told me not to do it because he was too much of a bitch way too much of a bitch still is <laughs> so that's part of his like that's part of the uh you and the snapback koofy not even that we talk about a different nigga oh yeah we can still do that that can happen that could absolutely happen at this point <laughs> I almost want to be like, not that nigga, different nigga, but it's, it's, it's the nigga that like... We know. It's, yeah, there's a couple niggas that like... I know, this makes I, you sound like a complete whore. Guys, my life no, is no, not this messy. No, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even because this person violated both you and Beloved. I'm sorry, what? Like, this person Oh, yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You feel yep, me? Yep, yep. So like, but everybody kept telling me like... There's certain niggas that you, if you beat up, you don't even get no strife for beating them up because they're like, that's, that's easy. easy. Yeah. And like, in this situation, Shorty is the, 
the female version of that nigga. I understand. <laughs> it's like, but it's like, hooray, like, cool. You, we all knew this person was crazy and soft anyway. Like, good job, I guess. Right. Yeah. But to make a long story short, man, that's part of a reason. Part of a reason I limit the access of my personal, very sensitive information. Like, I treat my information like a, like a firewall. You feel me? You have to be a trusted subscriber to be able to enter into this intersanctum. And part of the reason I do that is because I know, I know way too many niggas' business that I shouldn't know. You know what it is? Every time, every time I hear some shit through the grapevine on, about some shit that I shouldn't know, that just makes me keep my own shit that much tighter. The other part about it is this. I don't fucking care. I do not care. Unless it directly affects me and mine, I'm going to hear it, Kiki. Oh, shit, that's wild. And keep it right on pushing. You niggas are foul. You niggas are just as foul as I thought you were. Cool. You bitches are also nuts. Got it. All right. Keep it pushing. You know, and I'm not trying to say this to say, like, no new friends thing. But, like, who's already in the shell at this point is in the shell. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're in there. Cool. We are cool. And it's not to say that my relationships with people will not grow and change. And, like, I'm not, you know, like, I don't have room in my life for more people. I, I do. But at, at this big adult age of mine, I really just feel like I'm a little bit more careful. And that, that's just it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, do you want us get to, to putting this week in motherfucking rice? Do we want to start off with the funny or do you want to start off with the serious? Go ahead and start off with the serious. Um, let's get that out of the way. Yeah, let's get, the, let's get all the depressing shit out the way. Uh, prayers to everyone affected in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the seventh mass shooting in the last seven days. So someone said, if you want to know how outside is opening up, we brought back mass shootings. Um, and uh, a white man with an AR-15, stop me if you heard this story before, um, had, a, had a bad day and went into a damn grocery store and shot and killed 10 people. Yep. <laughs> and mind you, again, stop me if you heard this story before. He was apprehended without dying. Yeah. And so, there's a couple things that that stick out, right? First, as in, 2020 was a recent low for mass shootings, partly because COVID. And it's hard to have mass shootings when niggas are in the house. And so, it, it's disturbing that as we are loosening up restrictions in 2021, um, the Boulder, Colorado shooting was the 102nd mass shooting in, uh, in this year, in 2021. We, are, we haven't had 101 days yet in 2021. We are in March. And a mass shooting is defined as four or more people got hit, right? Four or more people got hit. 
So some of these aren't just, you know, random, but like still. You know, and especially a, a city that's near and dear to both of our hearts, like Columbus is having one of its deadliest years on record mm-hmm. early. And so like we see that and like as as people who we may not live in Columbus, but we know Columbus has always supported us and always fuck with us no matter what we're doing. Like we see that and we and we, and we we send our prayers and condolences to everyone who's being affected there. And it's the the contrast because in, in Boulder, Colorado, you can have someone who shot ten people, including a police officer, be apprehended without dying, and then in Aurora, Colorado, right next door, pretty much, you have Elijah McClain who who was literally apologizing to the police as they killed him. Right. And we're preaching to the choir. We know there's been two Americas. It's just, it's just the, when you see the distinct differences, especially in uh, so close to each other, like geographic wise, it's, it's, it's disheartening. And finally, and I'll let you touch on it a little bit because we ain't got to spend too much on it because to me, the facts are very plain, simple, and clear. I don't understand any real reason that a civilian should have an assault rifle. None. Like, yes, you should, you know, be able to protect yourself, protect your family, do what you got to do. But we're talking, there's military-grade weapons out here. You know what I mean? There's military-grade weapons out here. And and, then the whole uh, uh, only thing to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Well, the good guys ain't stopping shit, bro. Where are all these good guys with guns that are supposed to be ready at the tuck? You know what I mean? And, and, and the Boulder, Colorado situation was is, is especially harmful, and it's always going to be fucked the NRA. Is because Boulder, Colorado had a, an assault uh, rifle ban on the books right. for years. Ten days ago, the NRA and and their lobbying firm lobbied a judge to get the judge to 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 like put a pause, a stop, a reverse on the ban. The gunman bought an AR-15 that he used six days ago. Right. Again, I'm 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 I don't really believe in coincidences like that. Like literally, he wouldn't have been able to buy the murder weapon if y'all ain't pressure lawmakers to reverse the ban on something. And there's racist undertones in it because let's be real here. Like right. the majority of these mass shootings are white men, bro. Like Atlanta, white man, Parkland, white man, Columbine, white, like all of these are white dudes, bro. Like at, at this point, I'm sick and tired of having to wonder is my life going to end because a white man with an assault rifle is having a bad day? Baby, let me tell you something. That is a fear of mine. A actual fear. And it's not like highfalutin or crazy for me to feel this way. I work in Anderson Township. And a lot of times, actually not even a lot of times, like 99% of the time, like I am the only black person, black woman, black thing, me, in the room. At all times. And people are seemingly polite, but you can tell 
especially when I have to tell somebody, like give somebody some instructions that they may not like or just because of the nature of my job. I have to tell a white person no, coming from me. So sometimes I have to figure out, could this person come back? Or could this person have a bad day? Could this person walk into a blood donation center and just lose his mind on some gory shit? And I'm sitting at the front desk. That's a fear of mine. And you try not to think about stuff like that because you will go insane. But like when somebody else's reality hits really close to home in a way that just like, it's not the affirmation you want. It's not. This country has a white violence terrorism problem that it created. And I don't now see me. I've had my own wrestles with life and death. Do do have your way with me, Lord. But my kid and I have to at some point and actually not even some point like we've been. We've been, I've, I've been doing this, this, having this kind of conversation with kiddo for a while now, but now that he's like getting ready to be a teenager, the tippy toeing that I've been doing, not tippy toeing, it's been honest, but it hasn't been ripped the bandaid off and we're, we're here and I'm petrified. I'm petrified. Because as he's growing and learning, I have to let the reins go a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, which means that he's going to find himself in sticky situations as that happens. And I need him to be able to think and to know and his instincts to click and him not be afraid to call and to reach out. But that's some man shit. That's some real live, like coming of age shit. And it's scary. It's scary as a bitch. I think I've, it finally made sense to me why I've only been able to have one kid. That's all I need. My heart can't take it. I can't take it. It's heavy. It's it's wild when the uh, teachers have to ask the question of like how are we going to maintain social distancing when we practice our active shooter drills? Yeah. <laughs> like that's a wild phrase. Or or the, some of the stories that were coming out of where like they heard the pops and everyone immediately kind of figured out what to do because they figured they would be in a situation like this at some point. Right. Um it's it's disheartening um and it's and i'll end it i'll end it like this because you know me you know i'm king pessimistic right when we look back on it you remember sandy hook yeah i know exactly where i was at i know exactly where i was at because my phone blew to pieces and I just so happened I was at the nail salon, actually. And I was on my way to actually go get kiddo. 
and my phone and it like blew up. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And like, yeah, hey, they just shot up a daycare. So retroactively speaking, because hindsight's always 2020. Sandy Hook, <clears throat> Newtown, that was the end of the gun control debate for me. Because once the American lawmakers, and yes, this is all both sides, like all you niggas, once the American lawmakers decided that white children being shot was okay, I was like, oh, we're done. If, 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 if the killing of 26, mind you, Newtown is in like Connecticut, New England, Pennsylvania somewhere, it's right. lily-ass white. So once the, once the Congress and the American lawmakers decided that they could stomach seeing 26 white children being shot in the name of Second Amendment rights, I'm like, oh, we done. If that didn't move you, nothing will. Nothing will. Listen, there's a reason that hostages don't take black people. Because <laughs> they're like, mm, no, <laughs> we're going to take the pretty white girl or, 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 or the white children because we know y'all give a fuck about them more. So the moment y'all was like, well, shit, we still need our guns. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's over. It's, it's cut. Ooh, it's done for. Yeah. Not even for your own survival, dog. Not even to save your own ass. Not Your children, you're okay watching children be shot. Oh, yeah. And so I, I pray for the families that... Absolutely. And also I, feel, I also feel some type of way a little bit that the police officer's death is getting more kind of bot life in the other nine families. And I understand he's a police officer and he has seven kids, but I'm like, in my head, and you could tell me if I'm bugging, because you, you, know, you know that. The police officer took an oath that his life is in danger. He made that choice to go into a profession that he knows that his life can be in danger right. at any moment. The other nine people didn't make that choice. They were in the grocery store trying to buy fucking dinner for their families and never came back home. The police officer was one of the first responders to the scene. It's a little different. Like, it's a tragedy any time a life is lost unnecessarily, but, like, he knew what he was getting himself into. The other nine people didn't. And maybe, and maybe that sounds insensitive, or I'm bugging, and I'm tripping, and if I am, let me know, shit. You know what you I'm know, saying? You like, know, I think you make a point. I think, you, I, I think you make a solid point. I think that it's crazy how everything... I think of... It's wild how accurate Scandal is. They spin everything into being about something politically driven. There's a, there's a quote on Scandal that says, never waste a crisis. Never waste a crisis. There's, and, and there's a quote on Game of Thrones that says, chaos is a ladder. That in the moments and the time frames where everything looks like it's going to shit, that's when people make the move. That's a similar reason why, why we've seen these billionaires and trillionaires and Millionaires make so much money in the middle of the pandemic because it's chaos. And if you have the money and you have the means and you have the access, you can use chaos to your advantage. There were billionaires that were made during a global pandemic. Bam, one of the senators who lost in Georgia, uh, Kelly Loeffler, yeah. was on the committee uh, that kind of was over, you know, pandemic responses and, and used information 
about the, that she learned in a closed door Senate hearing to go and adjust her stock portfolio to make sure she was straight. Not not warn her constituents, not like talk to you know the people, not warn governor, not warn you know anybody. She did that to make sure her stocks were straight. Like, oh, I need to buy some Zoom. I may need to sell some airline stock. This shit gonna get spooky out here. Like, put it like this: for built the top one percent, the billionaires have made a trillion dollars over the course of the pandemic. And there are people literally and starving. The, the bottom. In the bottom percent, and like the bottom fifty percent or whatever, has lost a trillion dollars. So it's a zero sum game. They literally was like, "Oh, thank you very much." Like we're seeing Teslas in the same parking lot that we're seeing people line up for food trucks in food boxes. Shit's nasty out here. That's why the word of the day for me for a very long time has been gratitude. Because this pandemic, the, over the pandemic, I lost three jobs. My rent was never late. Listen. Like, man. I just think, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah, like, God. Real. I think God, like, I was not worried. I was not worried. I was like, you get on your grind. You do what the fuck you had to do. I did, ooh, I was working bullshit jobs trying to make sure that shit was going to be cool. I busted my ass. You get off your ass. I made no excuses. I got up off my ass. You make something shake. Like, and I just, and, and to know that there are people who literally benefited for the fact of how hard I work. Like, that, that trillionaires, bro, there were billionaires that were made during a global pandemic. Billionaires shouldn't exist to begin with, but then to do it while people are literally fucking starving, and you mean to tell me I'm the one who who's not focused on, on the right thing? I, ooh, God bless it. It's spooky season. It's spooky season. It's always been spooky season. Spooky season ain't just October, y'all. It's just any time the shit's getting a little too crazy out here. So, and like. Outside's opened up, and we've had seven mass shootings in seven days. Like, like did, <laughs> you have to laugh because it's just, it, it's like, how American stereotype can you get here? Like, what the fuck? Because, like, what the fuck? Ooh. It, yeah. Niggas ain't even fully vaccinated yet, and out here is like, oh, outside's back opening up. Let me bring the AK. What the fuck is wrong with you niggas? And, I, and my niggas, I mean white people. But you know, shit. <laughs> Catwin, would you like to explain the sport? Um, yes. And I'll explain it. It's always been fuck the NCAA. On this side. Okay. Because the NCAA, they've built a billion-dollar industry off the backs it's, a, it's actually, if you're a pure business mind, it's amazing. They built a billion, we talk about billion, a billion dollar industry and found a way not to pay the employees. Amazon, Amazon at least paid them niggas. Yeah. <laughs> they built a billion, billion dollar enterprise. And found a way not to pay the employees. And not only to not pay the employees, 
to make sure that no one else can pay them niggas either. For example, and you know, say, say I, I go to school and I'm in and I'm in communications, I'm in art, and this podcast what we do blows up. Just because I'm in school and I'm doing art doesn't mean I can't make money off the podcast. I could use the school studio for the album. I could still make money off the album. I can write a book using the school's computers and the school's libraries and still make money off that shit. However, the athlete of college sports can't make money off their own likeness right now. So meaning, remember Sean Kilpatrick back when he played for UC? I'm trying. Okay, I'm trying to think. Well, because we know you don't know the sports. I'm, I'm try, so I was trying to think of a nigga that you would know. Sure. Um, Go, Sean. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, shit. Who would you know that? So you do you you know Car- Car- Carmelo Anthony, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That cheating ass nigga. Go ahead. And so when he was in Syracuse, he he won the national championship. All that shit, right? He couldn't even. He couldn't sell his autograph for a hundred bucks. He couldn't get endorsements, can do none of that shit. And so that's the foundation of the fuck NCAA movement. That's not, however, why it's fucked them right now. Okay. So it's March. And, and so March is generally March Madness. Shout out to Future. And it's a basketball uh, tournament. So this year, because we know that like around this time last year, the pandemic hit and they canceled March Madness. On both sides, but that's a, 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 a that's a damn near a billion dollar loss for the NCAA. Mm-hmm. That that would be like Copa canceling mixed wings uh, or brunch. Oh yeah, that'd be like if Copa just canceled brunch. It was like, nah, we can't do brunch. Or like, you know what, the Philly egg rolls you niggas want, nah, slow. Mm. And so yeah, so so so. Fast forward a year, they was going to make this shit happen by hook or by crook, right? So they took a page out of the NBA's playbook and tried to do a bubble. So pretty much the whole tournament is in one location. For the men's tournament, they're in Indianapolis, Indiana, because of course they are. For the women, they're in San Antonio, Texas. And so because college athletes are also teenagers, they're 18, 19, 20 years old. They recorded kind of their, you know, their, their, you know, commodities, their surroundings, their amenities, all that shit. And immediately we saw a huge discrepancy. Well, for men, you know, they was getting the, the swag bags. They had a whole convention center turned into a weight room, all types of shit. Just, you know, mm-hmm. because they're going to be in the same location. So they're trying to make it make sense. Right. They got good meals, chefs out here doing the shit. When I tell you the women, the women had TV dinners mm. because, baby, I know Salisbury steak when I see it. I, I grew up poor. Like, I know Salisbury steak when I see it. The, the initial weight room wasn't even a weight room. It was just a one set of dumbbells. Oh, my God. Their swag bags was just like, it, you could just tell at every single moment that, like, the NCAA gave the women the scraps. And you know it's bad when, like, a nigga like me say that because here's the thing. But the inequalities with, with, with women's athletics and sports on, on a professional level can often be tied to revenue, right? 
because it's like y'all don't have enough money to be able to give them the same money as the men because y'all not making the same amount of money. In collegiate sports, it's a little different because they have something called Title IX. Right. And so Title IX pretty much says, like, look, nigga, for every male sport, you got to have a, a, a women's sport. Like, and you, and you got to have, like, equal facilities and shit. And so we know the NCAA can, could afford to give the women the same shit they gave the men. And matter of fact, they need, it's, it's required by law. But they chose not to. NCAA had to get bullied, bro. They had to get bullied by social media into giving them some better shit. That's crazy. It just, oh, Cal, you pissing me off. And so that's the reason why I brought it up, because it's like, look, I can't... Fuck sports. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere, nobody. Allie Nicole, fuck sports. <laughs> Tupac mean, fuck sports. As long as she ain't one of them girls who turn off the game while I'm playing it, I'll let that ride. No, I would never. I let people enjoy things. Listen, babe, you want to listen, invite who you want over. Y'all enjoy this motherfucking game. I'm going to go shopping and find something to do with my time. I let people enjoy shit. Now, if it's a Monday night and I got homework to do and you want to watch the game, I can do some shit like that. But, like, I'm not about to sit here and pretend like this is anything I'm interested in. I'm not. I love tailgating, though. I'll come to a game for the social aspect of it. But, like, you, that's not something I'm going to be, you're not going to be able to talk to me about sports. If you want a companion, I'll do it for the company. I'll keep you company always, but I'm not into it like that. Beyonce meme where she's just like, touchdown, three-pointer, go you. You're like. Yes, the Orlando Blooms go off. I do not <laughs> care. I don't care. Listen, all I see, and this is all I see, I see people enjoying themselves. That's it. I literally just see, listen, there is a sports, I have cable, sports package because I have men in my life that want, I want to entertain the men in my life. Calvin, you came over here to ch- help me change my tire and ended up watching the game. Like, Yes, I want niggas over here. If y'all gonna be here, you're gonna be comfortable. So I, I do shit like that. I don't watch that shit. You know, you know what that reminds me of? Um, there's a Cat Williams sketch. And he's like, I got Alizé in my fridge. I don't drink Alizé, but bitches do. The bitches do. <laughs> I got silk pillowcases. I don't have silk pillowcases for me, but I have silk pillowcases just in case she forget her bonnet and she want to make sure her shit laid in the morning. That's it. And so that's why it's 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 fucked NCAA. And also, I need you. I need some condolences. Um, I need some prayers because uh, my team embarrassed me over the weekend. Like lost in the first round, embarrassed. Like they embarrassed me. Like Michelle falling down the stairs, embarrassed. And Brian hurt. Like. I felt the way I felt when when Brian hurt himself the same way y'all felt when y'all first heard Lemonade. I'm not going to lie. Lemonade's getting ready to get played as I finish my homework, but uh, right after Snowfall. But, um, like, Lemonade, bro, as a matter of fact, Calvin, you just pissed me off like I got a nigga. Also, can we park this car real quick? <laughs> What's up? What's let's, up? Let's park right. this car real quick. So, guys, next, if you're hearing this, um, next Saturday, not this Saturday, next Saturday, April 3rd, is my 30th birthday. And I have one request that on the timeline, be it Instagram or Twitter 
not so much Facebook. Please don't do that. I got aunties on Facebook. Please don't do that. But I want y'all to post like the best video we have together. Like literally like I want to like something, your favorite memory with me. Like last year, I'm going to be candid. Can I, I'm going to, I'm going to talk my shit for a second. Last year, I went through probably the most severe season of depression of my life. And we all go through depressive episodes. Like, we all have a season where it's just like, bro, this is, it's a little rough out here for you, girl. It's, it's a little rough. And I let a little rough get a little rougher, get a little dark, get just real, just, I was out of sorts for a lot of different reasons, right? And Honestly, had I started planning my my 30th birthday like when back when I wanted to, like September, when I started talking about what I wanted to do, um, I'd had time to do what I actually wanted to do because I had already had the ball in motion. But you can't always control what life throws at you. And sometimes you can't. You let your feels get your feels, right? But anyway. Um so I didn't plan my 30th birthday because I honestly didn't think I'd be here for it. And so I am like really excited about the plans that I have now. Like, and I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm ready for it. I'm, I've been running from 30 for months now. Like, oh my God. The past six months have tried to fucking kill me. <laughs> she, a, she a runner. She a track star. Boy, fuck you. <laughs> but like, I, I seriously didn't think I was going to survive. I have fallen out with people I love. I have made some, not bad, but some growing pains at work. I broke up with a man I thought that I would be with for a very long time. And it, like, there's a lot of shit. Like, woo, since it was talking cash shit. On fucking 20-somethings, because that's exactly what this feels like. I feel like it's just everything. And it's I, I broke up with a guy that I've done, like, this on and off thing with since I was in high school. And, like, I told him, I was like, it's not like we're, I'm not, you're not losing me as a friend. But, like, the physical aspect of our relationship, I don't want to do with you anymore. Because you know what I would expect. Like, you know why why I keep allowing this access because I'm thinking that there's going to be a day where we decide to actually go further and we're not. And I'm tired of playing. I'm tired of playing with you about it. And more importantly, I'm tired of playing with myself. Sometimes in my fatal flaws, I really like to see the, the best and I really like to see the end of things. And, and I, I do live in, on cloud nine. I want everything to have a happy ending. I want everything to work out fine. I want everything to go back to normal. I want, I want things to go back to being the same. And honestly, that would be stunted growth and I wouldn't be doing myself a, ser- a service and y'all wouldn't be doing a service to yourselves either. You do get to grow, move, and change as you so choose. Man, bro, honestly, I was so fucking, when I think back to like last summer, I was so in where I was at in like July, going into August. I was so fucking happy. I was so, I was like, bro, I've got, I got everything. I've got my friend. I've got my man. I've got my kid. 
I'm getting ready to get, get my new job. I'm like, I'm on, things are, the ball, all cylinders are turning, all cylinders are turning, and then the fucking car crashes. It's totaled. Fuck four cylinders. I can't even put the fucking tires together. So now, instead of this joyride, I have to fucking walk. And it's, woo, I'm so excited. And it's just this, and I'm grateful that I allowed myself to give myself a chance. And it feels good to hope and look forward to some shit. And it's not based in none of these fucking niggas, because what the fuck what the fuck is that and don't get me wrong i enjoy the attention that i have i do it's fun but it's on alex terms it's a little different this time because i got different things going on different requirements different wants i i kind of like it here and i'm looking forward to a 30-year-old who is grown and sophisticated and been through that so she ain't got to go through that. Confident, self-assured. And it's quite possible that with some people and the where they met me, that maybe they didn't know a whole and complete version of me. Maybe they didn't, they, maybe they don't know. I didn't know. Shit, I wasn't ready to know her. But as I start going on this journey and things are healing and the pieces of me are starting, the, the core of me is starting to become tighter and stronger and confident, there's just certain shit that's not going to fly, my guy. Oh, Ooh, rock on. It's good. It's good to see the lessons being learned. It sucks to when you're in the middle of a test, mm-hmm. but it's good to look back and be like, okay, I learned something from that. We were able to make it work. We were able to make it shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Gucci. Um, we explained the sport. You said some shit to me, and I know we finna argue, and you paraphrased it from Twitter. Oh, excuse me, y'all. Do you want to do that first, or do you want to uh, get on the Helmet of Salvation first? Oh, Helmet of Salvation, Calvin. Go ahead. Tell the people. Tell, tell, tell it. Because I know, listen, I know you're going to be mad as hell if we, do, we finish this episode and you don't get a chance to load the chopper. Yeah. yeah go ahead, Calvin. So, Derek Jackson. First and foremost, any nigga who spells Jackson, J-A-X-N, is already a weirdo to me. A little weird. Um, and so, for those who are lucky enough to not know who this Derek Jackson nigga is, he is a self-proclaimed relationship expert. He's one of those God-fearing, uses, uses religion to kind of dress it up and make it real. Relationship experts back gets goes viral based off of shitting on black men. One of these days, and we'll get into you know what. And so 
before I get into my victory lap. So it comes oh, God, out that Kevin. it comes out that this man, Derek Jackson, what was cheating on his wife, and we don't necessarily know but when. We just know that he did it. And you know, there's text messages, side chicks speaking out. First and foremost, we're gonna talk about how uh. side niggas play their role. Way better beside chicks, but that's a different episode. Different day. We'll, we can we'll, debate this because uh, uh-uh. put, put a we, pin in it. I okay. gotta get. I gotta go get ahead. through it. Put a go pin ahead. in it because we can park that car tonight. Um, and in so, text message, and so then, but, you know, the cat's out the bag. So then he thinks it's a good idea to do a video with his wife, <laughs> answering and explaining himself. And when I tell you that man had his wife's hand like he was Thanos and it was the Infinity Gauntlet. Baby. Like <laughs> he held he held his hand. He held her hand like tighter than Spencer James catches football. Stop. I almost kept going. Anyway, so like he's over here with his wife and like, you know, explaining the situation and and to be to t- to to say it mildly, his wife looked like a prisoner of war. <laughs> his wife looked like a hostage. His wife looked like that Olivia Pope meme where she's holding up the newspaper on the shovel, like here's today's date to show that I'm alive right now. You can see it in her face. You can see it in the body language. You can see it in the bonnet she was wearing. And I'm not doing it to, dis- to disparage her look because that's not the that's not the point here. I'm doing it because it's. You could clearly tell that she was not ready to get dressed up and done up to stand by her nigga while her nigga explains to the world on how he stepped out. And so then, wait, there's more. Mm. Then this nigga has the audacity, the unmitigated gall of a temerity to do a reaction video to his video. That's some weird shit. He literally did a reaction video to the video he had. And he spoke in third fucking person. Okay, I'm going to be real. I didn't watch the reaction video because I'm like. I watched like a minute of it just because I was like, ain't no way in hell. Ain't no way in hell he did this. Like, he a bold nigga to do this. And then he did it. And then, come to find out, he's using this as the rollout to promote his book. Heal together without hurting or some bullshit. So, and I'm going to let you touch on the wife, because I remember, there's a couple things I remember as far as, like, I, want, I will say two things, and then I'll let you go. Y'all not going to like what I got to say. <laughs> I, I'm going to say two things, I'm going to let you go. First thing is, people's like, well, where's the video of the man holding the wife's hand at, as she explains she's cheating? Like, we didn't just watch Will and Jade at the Red Table. Will was up, definitely up at the red table, and he ain't wanted to be. While August had to explain her, while Jada had to explain her entanglement with August, we gonna don't 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 erase okay. that. Okay, because also secondly, Will did absolutely cut into Jada's ass. He did. He didn't just sit there and let her talk shit. And secondly, eventually you're going to listen to me. And when I say me, you're gonna listen to me. There's a, a, a large subsect of black men who warn you about the simp 
pick me ass niggas going around and building up their brand, building up their pages, building up their following on shitting on their fellow black men. And when we when we talk about these people in a in a negative, disparaging way, a lot of people say it's coming from hate or jealousy or like, oh, it's not simping if you treat your girl right and all that shit. Here's the thing. Here's how I feel. No, no, let me, Go ahead. Let me finish first. Let me finish. More often than not, these simp ass pick me ass niggas are overcompensating because they know they're shitty in their real life. And they know they done dirt in their real life. They know that they are shitty in real life. They're, they're predators. They're, they're cheaters. They're misogynistic. They're whatever. Insert thing here. They know that. So they try to overcompensate by then going around and, 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 and tearing down everyone else and, and doing these pick-me-ass tactics, these, these simp-ass tactics. And I just want y'all to see the pattern here. Let me tell y'all something. Okay. Tag me in. You got it. You got it. Did y'all expect her? What did y'all expect her to say? Exactly. She, y'all hear the bullshit that comes out of this nigga's mouth. Did you honestly think that he didn't have a wife that also catered to the same kind of shit that comes out of his mouth? Did you expect her to come on camera and like be fly? Honestly, if she would have came on camera, like beat down with her hair done and you know what I'm saying? Propped up. You know what I'm saying? Looking decent. Like she didn't just crawl out of fucking bed. I'd have been surprised. Those kind of men need those kind of women. So when they find each other, it sounds like he did the rest of us a favor. I wasn't mad at her at all. I was mad at y'all for being so mad at her. I expected that shit. Did y'all honestly expect anything different? Because I didn't. I was like, yep, that makes sense. It made perfect sense to me. You honestly think a nigga like that is going to have a bitch like me? <laughs> Get the I, fuck I out of here. I, I didn't no. like... I, I didn't like what... What I didn't like... What, let me let me finish. Was, let me finish. Okay. What I did not like is how y'all attacked her image, though. That wasn't yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's where it was going. That like. wasn't cool. And I'm going to tell you why it's not cool. Because she got on camera. She looked like what she looked like was her, holding her husband's hand. That's still her husband. And shit, maybe she don't have to do all that to have a husband, to have her man. Don't talk shit about her. She's still sitting there in her husband's house under that big, she ain't broke. And clearly she getting fucked and sucked at some point. Maybe he is cheating. I don't know. But listen. But at the same time. Did you see her Instagram? Did you see her Instagram post of like. No. so yeah, so like no. her Instagram post, she man, shorty ain't got it all. No, she doesn't. But but no, she doesn't. But did you expect her to have any type of fucking sense? No, bitch, I'm leaving. I am leaving. You niggas, listen, I'm not gonna lie. It's one thing to cheat because if you, if I thought, all right, let me let me break this down like this. Because I'm not a hypocrite. Because I have once upon a time said that cheating is not necessarily a terminable offense. It's not. Not necessarily. But let me break it down real quick. And also, the, the, but let's not get carried away. There's levels to this shit. And we'll, we'll talk about that later. Right? 
it's one thing to cheat on me and I find out about it and we handle this shit in-house. But you cheated on me in such a way that your side bitches don't know when to shut the fuck up. That makes you a cheap ass nigga. Because there's no motherfucking way in my head if I'm going to be fucking a married man, it will never be for free. You can't even make sure you can't you can't be that fucking you can't be that fucking arrogant, my nigga. You think your dick is that good that that's all it's going to take to keep a bitch like that quiet? Have you lost your fucking mind? You niggas literally are forgetting to close your tabs with these bitches. Close your motherfucking tab. Whatever it is. Stop fucking these hoes for free when you got shit to lose. That's the game you got to play because that's the level that you at. Y'all really want to talk about boss shit and y'all move so fucking sloppy, Franklin Saint. Get it together, bitch. Y'all really want side bitches. It, I'm sorry, the side bitch game is not for the weak at heart and it ain't for broke ass niggas. Because you're going to have to pay to play. And if you think you don't, you're, think again. You moving real messy. And if you love that woman, you'll make sure she's protected. Public embarrassment. I ain't going to lie. That's the, I cannot do public embarrassment. You cannot come back from public embarrassment. You cannot. You publicly embarrass me? Publicly? You mean to tell me that there's any... these? You gave these hoes an, an ounce of a reason to be able to look at me crazy and try me? You did that? Oh, you got to go. Oh, you got a girl. And I guarantee whoever the fuck you was fucking with ain't even a half the bitch I am. Because if she was, you wouldn't be cheating. You would be leaving. But anyway, that whole situation was just upside down to me. First of all, I wouldn't have got on camera. But also, I don't know what the fuck she agrees to. Nah, someone said... <laughs> This is fucked up because it's like, I, you know, I believe in, I believe in, you know, God and spirituality and everything like that. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've dated women. I date women who do too. But, you know, it was funny because someone said like, cheating on a dumb Christian woman got to be the best because all you, you, you cheat on her, you, you, you tell her, and then they, she blames the devil and y'all work it out. But see, that's the thing. That's so disgusting. <laughs> that's so disgusting that's so disgusting and niggas like that don't protect themselves they don't they don't because they don't believe that if you protect yourself that means that you're going into it with in the right mind when instead like I just uh, no no now I have no. a question for you no because we, we, we parked this car and I'm about to go back in the driveway okay why do you think side niggas get found out less often than side chicks? Because women know what the fuck do and do not talk about. Niggas don't, to be honest. Niggas like that kind of shit, though. Nigga, honestly, but I've never met a man that told me he didn't like being a side nigga. All the perks, none of the responsibilities, and you only have to take the bitch out once a month instead of every weekend. Like I like, I, no. See, so, so so that's so that's where I, that was kind of my thought. Nigga, when I had a side nigga, I didn't even tell my girlfriends about it. 
Nobody know who that nigga was. That's that was my thought process because a, it's very rare you find a side nigga who wants to be promoted. Yeah, none of them niggas want to grow up. Like, listen, I because I remember the time in my life where I was a side nigga on purpose. I've been a side nigga on accident a couple times. I'm like, damn, you ain't tell me you had a nigga. Like, damn. But I've been a side nigga on purpose once or twice. Again, this is pre-deliverance. Nigga, shut <laughs> up. Um, and I listen, and like this one was different because she she wanted me to like be the main at some point. Like, if I had agreed to it, she probably would have left her nigga. But I'm like, no, you're a cheater. Why would I? Why would I ever agree to get into a monogamous relationship with you? Uh-uh. How do? You, come on now. That's like. It's like hiring a thief to be to, to install your security system. Like, come on. Come on now. Like, but it also, I, I do agree with you on something. Like, if a woman has a side nigga, nine times out of ten, that that relationship is very much transactional. You feel me? It's like you come, you drop dick off, you leave. You may, depending on the side, depending on the type of woman that you're dealing with, she may slide you a little bread or something. She may feed, you know, she may feed you a little something, something. I'm so sorry. Park the car. I have never in my whole motherfucking life given my side nigga money. Never. Well, well, maybe I was just God's favorite during that time in my Ooh, life. Calvin. Ugh. Ew. <laughs> you wanted me to not accept money, nigga? The fuck you talking about? Mm-mm. Money and food, and I can drink. Never mind. Listen, y'all not hearing me. <laughs> and, but like, the relationship with the side chick is different because a niggas be trying to like talk to her and tell her tell them feelings and about their day and shit and like. But I think the cardinal sin of of dealing of, of dealing with the side is like don't tell the side. The issues that you got going on with your man. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, damn, like, my nigga tripping, he don't even fuck me good. Like, now, like, come on now. Like, clearly, there's some sort of issue, or you just may be a shifty-ass woman. Because if there wasn't no issue, I wouldn't be here. Right. Side niggas don't break up healthy homes, so homes are already unhealthy. Calvin, I thought black men don't cheat. I, 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 I thought black men don't cheat. Being a side nigga isn't cheating. Uh, Being a side nigga isn't cheating. I've never had a side nigga that didn't also had a girl have a girlfriend. Well, I well, you know me, I, I didn't do relationships for a long time anyway. But I listen, there's plenty of side niggas who don't have girlfriends. They just have they're like a rotational side nigga. There are when I was doing that like kind a, of thing, my side nigga, all the side nigga I had had a girlfriend. You you know how like we have traveling nurses that just go to like a hospital in a different city for like thirteen weeks to kind of make oh, sure shit's straight. Oh my fucking me. god, Calvin! <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Some niggas are traveling nurses out here, bro. I don't know. I don't know what you tell. I don't know what you want from me. That's disgusting. Some are nurses, That's disgusting. Nurses. Ew. Anyway, but yeah, I don't think. But yeah, so side, being a side nigga isn't cheating. You're 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 helping someone else cheat. You're not cheating yourself. 
Oh my god. Moving right along. Um what does using your network actually mean? Well, I mentioned it a little bit earlier cuz I've been getting beat over the head with it for a little bit. So, when we talk about using um using networks. Like cuz I've been getting beat over the head with it recently as far as like people been on my ass about like using my network and it's like like I mentioned earlier, it's like, at what point is it like people in your business versus people really trying to care and some people are just trying to be nosy and it's like, and also sometimes your network can't help you in specific situations. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody in your network ain't got the same sort of skill set to help with every single thing. You feel me? Right. And, and so that's kind of like, that's kind of where, it was just a question I had because it's like, I struggle with it sometimes because, man, I had somebody call me call me famous, and I was like, I'm not famous. I'm not famous at all. But she, but she was like, but you're Cincinnati famous. I'm like, me? Little old me? Like, nigga, I'm a nigga with a podcast. I ain't shit. But it's just like, everyone's kind of been on my ass about it, and it's just like, I don't necessarily know exactly what that means for real. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just, you know, trying to leverage, but I'm also the type of person I don't feel comfortable if we haven't spoken in a while to come to come around my handout. You feel me? Or come around like, hey, I need a favor. So, I don't know. I think that it depends on how you open the door. Um, I know me personally, if, I mean, it, like I said, it depends on how you open the door. Um, whenever I need a favor and I know for a fact I haven't spoken to you in a while, I take you out. Hey, you mind if we grab coffee? Can I take you out to go grab something to eat? I want to catch up with you. Like, if I'm going to ask for your time in that capacity, it for me, it's a little bit more than just a phone call. You know what I'm saying? Like, to let them know that, A, I do want to genuinely spend some time with you, and B, I do need your help, and I'm willing to at least, if I know it's a resource that they're, like, really good at or whatever, for whatever reason, I at least offer to pay them for the resource as well. Like, I know that I, I'm i using you as a connection for something that I need, and I may not have maintained this relationship in the best way possible in order for me to ask for this kind of help. So you got to grease the wheel a little bit. That'd be my recommendation. I hate empty-handed papers, empty-handed ask. Especially, you no, know, you got to come a little bit more correct than that. I really do hate it. And also, but you know, but, 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 you know me. And the flip side is, if I ain't got nothing to offer, I just won't ask. <laughs> you feel me? And then people get on me about that too. So it's like trying to yeah. find that balance. Well, you know who you can pull that kind of shit with, and you know that sometimes reciprocity is in is in the long run. And sometimes you do shit for the love, and you know who you can and can't tap in with, tap in with like that. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't think too and, much on that. And I'm also. I'm not huge on like scoreboard friendships. Me neither. You feel what I'm saying? Like, oh, I got you this time, or I done did this for you. Like, you, you too down. I'm too up, or whatever. Like, I'm not for that because if you ever feel the need in a friendship, we're not talking business. We're not talking like me and you. When it comes to business, we have records. We have yeah. like deadlines. We have shit we need to talk about. Matter of fact, we have some shit we need to talk about off wax because I have some, you know. We got to double back on Spain. Yeah, because I'm as confused as you are, my nigga. But also, it's like, that's business. But like, our business conversations are different than our friend conversations. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's just, you know, trying to kind of find that balance. 
like to, truth be told, like a, I've been dealing with a lot of like opinions and and support, and it, 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 I'm grateful, like we talked about, but it's also overwhelming as shit. Mm-hmm. It's drinking from a fire hose, bro. You know what I mean? Like, er, and especially because like everybody's trying to lead with love, lead with you know what I'm saying. But trying to do it out of love, but sometimes if you do it out of love, it don't land with love. It land with like chastisement and like pressure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's bad. Like, and just understand, like you know, as as a quick aside, everyone who checks on me, even who checks on me through third parties, I see and hear it, and I, I appreciate the genuine I appreciate the genuine check-ins, and I know there's people who are genuine from. And the people who is not genuine from, I'm doing alright, I'm good. Don't worry about me. And if you ever have if you have a question on which one I'm referring to you as, there's your answer. The people who's genuine, who I know is genuine, I, I appreciate you, and when, and when I find time and, and, and capacity and capability to tap in with you, I will. And for the people who just want to be nosy, because a lot of people, guys, I want to know your business under the, under the, under the tent of support. I'm all right. I'm good, nigga. Don't worry about it. I'll see you when I see you. You know? Yeah. At this point, I don't take shit personal. I, I'm, I'm not taking shit from you personal. I'm not. It's not personal. It's not, you know, and you don't want to be on no cruel ass. It is what it is type shit and, you know, nothing like that. It doesn't always have to be malicious, but you can't just be cool on it. You can be cool. It's, you know, oftentimes the game is the game. (laughs) The game is the game and the game is always going to continue to be the game. And I appreciate all the people who, you know, are trying to do the best as far as Helping me out and and, and and looking after me when they feel like they need to check in and tap in, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. But some niggas are just doing it to be nosy, and the real ones know the difference. Well, yeah, I am proud to be to have the tribe and the circle that I have. I'm I'm proud. We, there's nothing that we can't see each other about. There's nothing we can't come talk to each other with. It's there's nothing that we can't fit with each other. Because we never lose the sight of the fact that we love each other. And sometimes, yeah, it'd be that way. But, like, I love y'all. And real niggas argue. There's very, and I think sometimes we get this fairy tale, um, you know, opinion as far as, like, man, we never, oh, beef with none of my niggas. It's not beef, but real niggas argue. Real niggas fight, check in. Real niggas disagree. Real niggas, like, especially strong-minded individuals because that's who I surround myself with. Have disagreements. Have like, hey, nigga, hold on. You know what I mean? The key is, it's like, we don't let that one incident turn into something it don't need to turn into. Like, you know what I mean? We, you talk about it, you have your disagreement, but also when you come back around, you come back around because you know at the end of the day, you're family. Like, you're the family I chose. So we talk about it. And, and we don't even have to necessarily come to a, an agreement. We just talk about it and be like, all right, cool. I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. You hear what I'm saying. Let's move forward. I agree. I absolutely agree. Calvin. Yeah. Are we leaving the good people on a positive note? Sure, sis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my positive note for the week is my positive note for the week is run your race. I think 
oftentimes when you don't know what race you need to be running, you kind of try to crowdsource your opinions, you crowdsource from everybody else's like and get help and you 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 prepare yourself for, you know, other people and you and you look at Instagram, you look at social media and you see niggas out here balling and you're like, damn, where am I at? Run your race. There's a reason that the Kentucky Derby horses have blinders on. They can't see what's going on around them because they got horses will get distracted if there's too much around them. So they put the blinders on so you can run your race. There's a reason that track stars, they are taught to never look side to side when they're running. It slows you down. You look straight ahead. Run your race. Um, Social media and this today's society has tricked us in thinking that we need to have certain shit by a certain time. Oh man, I'm turning 30 this year and I, I need to have X, Y, and Z done. No, you don't. Man, I'm out here, you know, I'm getting I'm getting close to, you know, the graduation and I don't know what the fuck I'm it's okay. There's stories littered through all out history of people who got their big break le- relatively later in life. Jay-Z, at 27, got turned down from every record company because he was too old. Oprah, and I know it's, it's, it's low-key fuck Oprah, but Oprah didn't get her big break until like her, her 30. And, I'm going to end it on a positive note, but quiet as this cat, a lot, of you, a lot of the niggas that you're comparing yourself to on social media don't got it like that. They're showing you your, their wins. They're not showing you all the losses. Right. Run your race. Whatever is your race, run it. And if you run it and, and you stay in your lane, you will be successful. That's my uh, positive note for the week. Um, next week is spring break for both me and kiddo. I'm excited. Um, we have some mommy and me things planned, and I'm, I love it because... <laughs> I'm glad you, you were ending on a positive note because I just had a thought process that wasn't positive about spring break and niggas, and I'm going to tuck oh, it. Oh, no. Please. I'm going to tuck it because it's just, you know. I don't want to see 30-year-olds at spring break either, Calvin. That's, that's it. That, that was it, though. It's like, look, at, at a because certain age. My, this is the thing. My birthday's in April. My birthday's April 3rd. Which means that, it, like, if I wanted to do, like, a Miami trip or a Mexico trip, it's literally... The dead smack dab center of everybody's fucking spring break. I don't want, like, I don't, no. I don't want to, no. Hell no. I don't want kids at 3 a.m. screaming up and down my fucking lobby. So, no. But. That's, that's all it is. It's like, you could go on vacation during spring break. Just don't go to spring break. Listen, as someone who's been in Panama City, there is nothing there for anybody over the age of 25. <laughs> if, you are over, if you are 26 or if you're 56, the amount of shit that's available to you is the same. Mm-hmm. And, like, I understand, you know, Miami is a little bigger of a city, but you also know, you know the hot spots during the time frame. Mm-hmm. Ain't no need to go to Ocean Drive right now, Playboy. Mm-hmm. We still in the middle of the panorama. Mm-hmm. They got a curfew now because the autumn niggas that was down there. Acting an ass. And I, and, I, and, I, and I struggle sometimes because I want black people to be authentically black people, but I'm also like, 
Stop doing bullshit. And I'm like, this is why we couldn't have Freaknik. Because y'all niggas like y'all camera phones way too goddamn much. Because cause here's the thing, like, Freaknik was real. But guess what? A lot of the stories, we will never know. It's urban legend because niggas don't have evidence. Some of you niggas' aunties and mentors and mamas was out here acting a whole ass fool in the 95, 96, 97 freak dicks, but we will never know because there is no video evidence. Because they be listening. Ooh. Well, you know what? It's your girl, Ali Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. Peace. Yo, I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing a defense. Two seconds on the clock, I'm gone, score. About to shoot, about to shoot.